0: Welcome to episode number five of Arts Leaders Podcast. This episode continues the series of interviews recorded at the World Summit on Arts and Culture in Malta. And in this episode, I had the honour of speaking with Arne Pond, the founder of Cambodian Living Arts and Plun Prim, its executive director. I was particularly keen to speak with Arne after he delivered an extremely powerful speech to a stunned audience in which he shared his story of suffering at the hands of the Khmer Rouge, his survival and escape, and ultimately his return to Cambodia as founder of Cambodia Living Arts. It was very evident throughout his speech how painful it still is for Aaron to relive his story, and so I didn't ask him to recall it again during the interview, but I will try to summarise it to give some context to the interview. If you are interested in finding out more about Aaron's story, please do visit cambodianlivingarts.org. During the reign of the Khmer Rouge, which lasted from 1975 until 1979, around 2 million Cambodians were brutally murdered, and among the dead were 90% of Cambodia's artists, leaving its once vibrant cultural heritage in ruins. Still only a boy, Arne was sent to a children's labour camp, where he was forced to play the propaganda tunes of the Khmer Rouge. But by doing this, and because he was a quick learner, his life was spared and he eventually escaped when the Vietnamese invaded in 1979. After spending months lost in the Cambodian jungle, he stumbled into a refugee camp in Thailand, where he met Reverend Peter Pond, who brought him to live in New Hampshire in the US, and later formally adopted him. Although settling into his new surroundings wasn't easy at first, Aaron found he could connect with the people around him through music, and went on to found a number of humanitarian organisations, including Children of War and Peacemakers. In 1998, Aaron founded the Cambodian Masters Performers Programme, which went on to develop and grow into Cambodian living arts. From humble beginnings, the organisation went on to become an independent, non-profit organisation, and with the help of its dedicated team and its executive director, Plun Prim, Cambodian living arts continues to work towards Aaron's vision of rebuilding Cambodia's once vibrant cultural heritage, which had been all but destroyed by the Khmer Rouge. For more information about the work that the organisation does, visit cambodianlivingarts.org and if you can, please do press the support button to make a donation. Once again, thanks to Arn and Plun for agreeing to speak with me, to Kai for scheduling the interview and to Ifaka and Arts Council Malta for their support of these interviews. So here it is, episode number five of Arts Leaders Podcast with Arn Chornpond and Plun Prim from Cambodian Living Arts. <laughs>
1: For me uh, personally, uh, I only can say that I, what I what I was sharing was the, my experience during the Khmer Rouge time as an as an artist learning as a child, were forced to learn uh, to to play for my life, right? And um, I'm I, and and the whole story of how I survived it and, and also made could use later on in my life to talk about it freely, you know, not many survivors willing to do. And I, I was, it hurts every time when I talk about it because I, I can smell the blood, you know, really. Um, so I think that what it needed probably here. Uh, that's why they asked me for to come here and Cambodian Living Arts, the organization I found and work for now uh, um, are interested. It's interesting for me to share this story also how I return, how how I return to my country, my first country, to also uh, have the vision uh, um, with the arts that saved my life in the first place. And now it's very uh, successful what we have started there, in Com- uh, one master at a time, one student at a time, and give these students, uh, now 20 years later, uh, a dreams you know, of going out to the world, sharing what they know of their art form to the world, you know. So that's another step forward in the future to give them a dream and a hope to to heal and then to look forward in their lives, you know. Was that a
0: very difficult decision for you coming from New Hampshire to decide to go back to Cambodia? Having suffered all of the atrocities that you suffered there, was that a very difficult decision?
1: Yes, I told, I, in a speech, I think I, I, I was in a different world at the moment, man, I um, really, I, um, I, I, was, I was nervous, but I, at the same time, I was out uh, to that world that I used to live, um, uh, you know, be hell beyond words, but uh, I think um, uh, for me that... that um, I, 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 what, what did you, you just asked?
0: Was it a difficult decision when yeah. you, you were living in New Hampshire yeah. and obviously you had problems in New Hampshire adapting to yes. this completely new environment? And you, you mentioned that you might not survive the jungle of New, uh, new Hampshire. Hampshire yes. You survived the jungle of Cambodia. It, the decision to return to Cambodia? It was challenging,
1: was there. Yes, uh, yes, but I, it was difficult to, to, to go back because but there, 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 were, there, there was peace now in Cambodia mm-hmm. that I know of, so I wouldn't go back to return to a practical. War or killing field anymore and I know the urge of of first for me to go back to face my past and I must face my past otherwise uh, my bad dreams my nightmare will continue to haunt me all my life and I must use that to go back and to do something uh, better to do something positive to do something good for the at least the young generations you know for me not only speaking about it but just really do it you know um, uh, um so the vision that i had before with the arts i think arts that bring us together that uh, you know uh, create a positive change in my life in uh, young people's life using the art skill now they are doing that too, the young generations you know uh, to create not only create job enough money for us to live but to thrive, because we believe i personally believe myself community living arts also believe that uh, the arts sh- the arts are, are should be in the in the heart of peaceful and thriving society, community, family, community, a nation, and a world, you know, um, um, thriving world. So uh, the art should be in the heart of it.
0: And at yeah. the heart of rebuilding a nation, we've seen it in Cambodia and also in Syria at the moment where there's still a lot of conflict. But we, we heard from a Syrian speaker who said that they're hiding paintings, they're hiding artists, they're trying to protect the art and the culture that first of all made them a country and they see that as being a powerful tool to rebuild their country w- were you very conscious of that when you were still in cambodia being held by the khmer rouge did you were you holding on to music as a comfort for yourself or as a, a potential way of rebuilding cambodia no
1: during the khmer rouge i think uh, they the khmer rouge c- c- killed you know 90% of the uh, or or 90% of the artists died they literally have to, literally have to survive, uh, you know, survive it. And the, the Khmer Rouge literally burn everything and kill everything on its path, you know, on their path. So we, we were not sort of conscious about all of these things. And in Cambodia, we, we told you, I, I think uh, many master and I that, that the arts there were passed on in person, not with books, mm-hmm. we don't have, and so, so uh, it's almost, it, you know, like eradicates it. I'm not sure why they want to, to uh, eradicate all of this, uh, you know, art form and, and culture, culture. of is who we are and what we are. The culture, so that's why they want to destroy it. I think it's the most powerful. We don't have, you know, much to preserve. So we, we are now sort of like uh, started from the scratch again, you know, the few masters that survive. We and lost yet, a lot, man.
0: And yet they kept you alive because you played the flute because you
1: gave I played the revolutionary songs uh-huh. not the old song uh-huh. they killed my first master because they want to eradicate the old anything that old anything that pro the west you see uh-huh. so they, they they brand new song that created that glorified blood and killing they want to brainwash us from the peaceful society cultural situation old old culture to the new one, the new one which is glorifying blood and k- killing.
0: And they saw that culture as being an enemy for them?
1: I'm, I'm quite sure. That's why they really wanted to kill everything on, on, its, on their path, you know?
0: Tell me a little bit more about the work that Cambodian Living Arts does at the moment. I mean, you're, uh, there's new incentives, there's new projects, you put on concerts and performances. Flynn, if you want to, to elaborate on that
2: maybe. Well, um, no, inspired by Arndt 20 years ago, uh, when you know, his vision was to revive traditional performing arts that was almost extinct. Uh, so 20 years ago, it was kind of an emergency situation, finding surviving master and then connecting them so that they can teach to a younger generation. So what we've seen you know, evolving 20 years after now, it's a whole new generation that had come out of the work that we have done. So what we have shifted our work is not uh, uh, solely to preserve uh, and transmit, but now to work with that young generation so that they can create, that they can express, uh, and that they feel that the arts is something that you know, they can sustain, they can live on it. Uh, and, you know, I think this is where we had evolved as an organization for the past 20 years, you know, again, um, from healing to transmissions and now to expressions and creativity.
0: And did Aaron approach you? How did you guys
2: make that connection and, and start together? We met 20 years ago, uh, in fact, on a cold winter in Montreal. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Not in Cambodia. Not in Cambodia because both are, we are Cambodian who had been abroad and I've been in Canada. and I was born in Cambodia, so during the Khmer Rouge, but lived in in Cambodia and he was visiting. Uh, But he spoke to me about the vision and at the same time we were coming back to Cambodia. So uh, I've been involved with Cambodian Living Arts since the beginning, but uh, I've been the executive director uh, for the past seven years you know, working with, with, with our program to thrive, you know. Uh, and I st- somehow we talked about changing the narrative of a country. Uh, I think, you know, you mentioned Syria, and I can, we can mention Afghanistan. So how how those countries, uh, when they will become post-conflict, um, you know, that people will not refer to Afghanistan through the Taliban, as people are still referring Cambodia through the Khmer Rouge, um, so, I think this is really a unique um, uh, opportunity for us to talk about you know, our countries but through the lens of arts and culture.
0: And there was a beautiful picture that was circulated throughout social media during your speech and, and shortly afterwards as well. A picture of the organization Cambodia Living Arts in Cambodia watching your speech on the live stream, and that was circulated through social media while we were here.
1: Really? Yes, yeah, it was fast. Our yes. And yes. The,
2: the yes, that's why you said hi to our staff.
1: Yeah, but I, I didn't see, because it, it was on the,
2: Under the, the screen? Screener. So there was a
0: photograph taken in Cambodia of oh, your team in Cambodia, watching, watching your speech. Yeah. And it was know. such a beautiful image of community and everybody's kind of working together yeah. for this thing.
1: What picture was that? Only one, one of yes. uh, one, uh, our staff uh, yes. in our office, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. So everyone's sitting at a table, they had a projector up on the screen, some notes and some people sitting around the table, but watching your speech live. I didn't see it. You didn't realize yeah. that they were yeah. I didn't realize didn't.
2: it. <laughs> so. Is there a large sense of community among the, the people who are The working young people. With you? The young people are thriving really to be engaged. Uh, Cambodia has a very young population. Fifty uh, percent is under twenty-one years old. Seventy percent is under thirty years old. Wow! Because of the genocide, we have a gap of a generation. So we have the elder, and you have the really young. So our work is really to inspire, and I think you know they were inspired to know what Arn was doing, and and they wanted to know. So uh, that's why they gathered to see, uh, you know, the Arn speech in Malta, far from Phnom Penh. Yes,
0: very very. Well. <laughs> I mean Phnom Penh is such a. I've been myself. I spent two weeks in Cambodia in Phnom Penh. Went to see the Angkor Wat temples, and I mean I went to all these sites, these killing fields, and um, the 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 prison as well, S twenty one prison. So I've I've seen kind of the aftermath of what what has happened. Have you seen uh, uh, the impact of your work so far?
2: Oh uh, well, Arne mentioned an example, but there's so many great example of now young people that had been through our program and now are you know becoming great adults adult also because they mostly started as child or teenager um, but there are a great example just last week one of our students uh, former students uh, from one of our dance class in a poor community called the building community in the in like in in the city of this the, the has just won an award at the Busan Film Festival, uh, you know, as a film, young film director. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, Arm you know, mentioned also really great example of young woman who took, you know, the, her art form and now becoming such a successful entrepreneur and giving back to the scholarship program that she was on it 10 years ago and now she just gave money back to that scholarship fund so that we can help other people.
0: Uh, obviously, the topic of leadership comes up quite a lot when we're talking in, in the World Summit here. And another quote that came from a different workshop that I was at was that uh, leadership is about creating success stories. Do you see yourself uh, yourselves as being leaders by, by creating these stories, these success stories that are then spread throughout the world? And as you said, it gets reinvested back into your organization. Do you see yourselves as being cultural leaders in that way for me no, I don't
1: I, I, I don't see myself le- leaders or anything like that I' nothing in my image of that I don't have mm. I I prefer myself as just a bus driver and a, a flute player mm-hmm. I, I'm comfortable with those kind of uh, of comment of, of, of mine but then you know just listening to the the, the conversation that the master and the, the the old master and the young master play music together and laugh and I heard Overheard them when I was driving about they they were asking each other about uh, You know the student asked the master about how you learn instruments what this instrument what year were you? How old were you? How do you meet your wife? How do you what do you eat? Who were your teacher? So those are kind of conversation that I never had in my life You see I was and and I became an orphan at an early age, you know um, so these things that I uh, began to like tears. I mean, I learned how to cry. That's what uh, important uh, thing for me. New things for me is while I was driving the bus and, and overheard. It's like a new new family that I'm searching for. It's not my real blood family, you know. But this is a kind of um, uh, that I'm I'm one of the member of family uh, the family. I'm no leader, nowhere close to to that. I'm I'm just a, also a group player and I'm one of the family members of those children. That's all.
2: Uh, We, one of the programs that we have at Cambodian Living Arts is we nurture leadership uh, because we felt essential that to sustain the development of the arts in Cambodia, we need to keep inspiring, connecting, training, engaging uh, in dialogue on the arts and culture and to prepare the next leaders of Cambodia because we don't have, again, that gap of generations. They will be effectively future leaders of the country and the first leader. The first the leader, yes, in in post you know, post genocide time, and uh, so I think you know one of the things we want to do is is I don't know if we are an example of that, but I would say we inspire them to, to 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 see that the arts and culture is a sector that they can be engaged in, you know, because a lot of the young people go to finance, marketing, all of those management skills. And uh, we um, we felt essential that, you know, the arts sector needs also great leadership management and all of those skills.
0: Another large topic of conversation that we've heard throughout the summer is the power of arts to change society, to make these changes. Obviously, you believe that it does. Yes. And it's an integral part of it. Many, art. many
1: of our uh, young masters now, uh, I, I think that building confidence is very important, especially young girls in Cambodia or in many places in the world where there are many young beautiful girls ended end up no no war, but trapped into prostitution, really, uh, because they are beautiful, and, and, and children, boys, are uh, trapped into uh, becoming a child soldier like I was. Uh, this should not be. And even even now, it's a peaceful peaceful society. But how can you build those children? Give them a, 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 a tool, like to build the confidence, Is I think the num number first. Healing. That's that's all words. But after healing, they they were timid and scared. Like I said about Srei Po, uh, no confidence whatsoever. So the arts really just smote. You know, from her word, from her mouth. She was sitting now, not like before she was sitting like a businesswoman, but again an artist who have a lot of confidence in her life. so the confidence is you, you, it's like atomic you know bomb I, I, I'm sorry to compare it to atomic bombs, you know, but like cancer too it spread this this confidence you know and, and her love for other people, creating. Condition and com- uh, opportunity for other young people that spread, man, through through these young people that we are we, we get to know and they are um, they know that they have their own classes now. I found out sometimes they didn't tell us, but they have three or four classes. It's just one person that
0: they're organizing. They're organizing themselves, oh
1: God, wow. and then they have full-time job. Mm-hmm. So the confidence is more than I think. You know, like I talk about confidence, but. Again, their confidence exceeds it, exceed their, their, their even uh, practical life. You know, they, they full-time job, but they also have three classes that consist of 10, 20 kids learning the instruments. So uh, we just found out, I mean, we should find out more about, uh, it, it, it exceeded our expectation of Cambodian living arts. You know, we have thousands of uh, now of our new leaders now, but even more, we have, to be, we have to be really close to really, uh, you know, in touch with them. They didn't tell us what they, they were doing, some, you know, some, some of them, very humble, very humble. So you know? you're
0: truly creating organic leaders. You're not telling them how to be leaders. You're inspiring them. And even you didn't know about
2: it, but they were already starting to lead. I think uh, uh, it's organic leader, and it's also creating the drive. Right Environment so that in a real ecosystem of the arts has conflicts society where culture was almost lost, but it
0: was the one thing that kept the, people the together, that kept
2: everyone together. Um, oh, fantastic!
1: And we were lucky to, fa- to find uh, some more uh, ma- uh, su- surviving masters. Very few, man. yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much.
1: Thank for you. Thank, thank you, you for Malta
2: for inviting us.
0: No, thank you. you yes. You've really made a very big impact here in Malta. And I'm sure people will be talking about your speech and your words for many, many years to come. Yeah,
1: next you will hear from us about uh, having some opportunity and fund. <laughs> <laughs> Funding. Let the conversation yeah. continue. Thank you. thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so Please much. I, you again. I I will, I will. Yes. And <laughs> <In> the U.S. there. <laughs> yeah.